just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio Show. Antonio Basilio, welcoming you to another edition, feeling rather multicultural today, so shout out to all my Latin American friends listening, including Ellie De La Cruz of my Reds, who got the sweep over the weekend, my Red Legs. Bino, Jeff Henderson, Brian Hartman, good morning to both of you. Hope you all had a great weekend. I did, Brian uh, and Tony. Thank you. You partook, Bino, did you not? Didn't you partake this weekend? did partake this weekend. Uh, Tell me about it. We played seven games again, Mm -hmm. two Friday, two Saturday, and three in a row on Sunday. But uh, fortunately, we... uh, uh, most all of them were morning uh, games, and uh, the weather was terrific in in Indiana. In Indiana, it was. Uh, I think we we played two eleven o'clock games. I think that's the only time that the temperature got out of the seventies while we were there, and it was uh, while we were playing, and it was really low humidity, just perfect weather to play in. College football season almost here, Bino. You know, you you have these days, right? And of course, we're still in the throes of it here, but. You go to a spot like that, or when I go to Pennsylvania in the next couple of weeks, wake up on some of those days where it just, now, today's not one of them here in East Tennessee, and this week's not going to be one of them, but you have those days where it just kind of feels like football season. Yeah, all of those yeah. mornings did, Tony. Yeah, it sure did. And that's kind of nice, because as I remind as we sit here on a Monday, your, your, your Monday edition of the Tony Basilio Show, we did a rather special program on Friday that Bino Jeff Henderson wasn't here for. But, you know, Bino, we, we, did, like a, special. Well, we, did, our, we did a special. Well, we did a show discussing our earliest recollections and the thing that drew us into being a Tennessee, or not Tennessee, but a college football fan. We had different people from different fan bases calling in and it happened to ha- it happened to occur while the SEC was dropping their deal Orange Throat wrote a really interesting piece today over at uh, tclub.team on our website regarding year 3 under Josh Heupel and the fact that you know this Tennessee team's not exactly deep offensive line wise and you know, they, they need everybody to kind of stay healthy here. And the Joe Milton thing is really interesting because if he can play to a level that we became accustomed to, which is not fair, by the way, but if he can play to, I, I don't know what the proper way to put that would be, but what am I trying to say here, Bino? Their offense is going to put up huge numbers. Now, Number one in America, number seven in America, like they were. The numbers they put up at Central Florida with the offensive line this year, is it realistic, legitimate? Um, A legit expectation to think they're going to do that this year? I don't know. I guess that's in the eye of the beholder. When you set your marks that high, you have a season like you had for them last year in year two. Uh, you know, it's tough to live up to. Yeah, it's tough to live up to, Tony. I, I, 
don't think that it would be any more surprising than it was in year one here, uh, coming in with mm. uh, an unknown Hendon Hooker, uh, 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 Joe Milton on the rebound. Mm. Um, I, so we're, we're probably in a better starting point than we thought we were in year one. So uh, we, we'll see. Sean Sinclair was referring to Joe Milton the other day as a um, unproven guy. It's like we're not hating, or maybe it was Matt Dixon. You know, it's like we're not hating on the guy, but we're not crowning him either. you think that's fair, or you think we're being unfair to him, being star? No, I, I think that's fair, Tony. I, we haven't seen we haven't seen enough history uh, as a start successful history as a starter with joe milton to just jump out there and unconditionally say oh oh yeah he's going to do it i i have hopes that he will i think he's as prepared to do it as he's ever been in any point in his career um so uh he's been in the system a year and a half um and uh, stayed the course and certainly looked better to me last year in the times that he played than he did uh, the year before. But there were only two of those occasions where he was a starter, and one of them basically all he did was hand the football off. But I was impressed with the way that he performed in the Orange Bowl. I I do think that that's being uh, undersold a little bit. Thrody wrote that um, uh, uh, regarding Josh Heupel, he inherited a stacked and packed roster from Scott Frost and went 12-1, and 13-0 13-0 after his predecessor went 13-0. Heupel's second team in Orlando slipped a bit to 10-3. and um, He was 21-3 and over the first couple seasons. Then the wheels kind of came off in the COVID year when the Knights dropped to 6-4. and four. Never lower than fourth in the nation with his offense there. But 2020's defense was 122 in the country, which is what happened to them. They couldn't stop anybody at all. And he asked a question. You know, the SEC depressed me. You know, I don't know if you saw any of that, the preseason voting. But Tennessee had zero players. They're the fourth best team in the league out of 14. But not one Vol was named to the all-SEC first team. Brew McCoy was a second-team pick. They only, they only had one first- or second-team pick. Vanderbilt, being star, got more picks to win the division than the Vols did players on the first, second, and third teams. Now, how underrated is Tennessee football right now in the eyes of those people? They're basically saying that's a you guys have a hoopty football team coming back. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what that says, and those four banding folks say that several people had really really fun nights there, long nights. The great you thing. Know, like, well, go ahead, Brian. You say they're hoopty, but they were picked to finish second in the division behind only a team who. Right now has a dynasty. Right, but yet, Brian. So there's a lot of hoopiness around. Well, Brian, that the the fact is that when you only have one first or second 
pick. That's incongruent with a team that's picked second in the in a division in this league, unless in fact the division's not very good. I guess you could make that case. I guess that's how the 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 two could coexist. There's something about that that just says that those two thoughts can't coexist. Here's the thing: I I will guarantee you. Okay, I will I will straight up guarantee you this. You can put this in absolute, you can go ahead and paint this on, on the side of a bridge somewhere. Tag it. If Joe Milton has anywhere near a pretty good season, he's not going to play to Hendon Hooker's level. He's just not. I'm not sure we're going to see that again. But if he can have a pretty good season, Tennessee will easily have, on the postseason, first and second team, they will easily have at least four players that make that list. And here's how, here's how we know that. Because they're going to put up tremendous numbers. Because that's what Josh Heupel's offense does. And it'll be undeniable. The popularity contest... And that's what it is. Before the season of crowning this guy from Alabama and that guy and this wide receiver at Ole Miss and this guy and that guy, it's going to be indisputable, undeniable, that Tennessee at some point uh, is going to have guys that are going to stuff a bunch of stat sheets. That's why it's weird to me that a couple years into this foray, and Tennessee just finally got a highly decorated five-star wide receiver, though they've been involved with several. The Matthews guy finally decides to take the plunge, though obviously Tennessee has the money. Uh, and they just got an offense where, if I'm a wide receiver being star, I'm lining up to play in this thing. I just put two guys in the NFL. And I can go to a school where I'm going to be running 20 yards wide open? I mean, what's not the love about that, Beanstar? You would think they would tear it up, wouldn't you, Beano? Yeah, I, I, I don't see anything um, about this offense that should be unattractive to uh, wide receivers, quarterbacks, or running backs. But I, I feel... I feel really confident that uh, this staff with this system will get the most out of whatever their offensive personnel is. Yep. Yep. Now, I don't know that I would place one of these future bets on the Vols. I don't know if I feel that strongly about the wins and losses this year. Because the truth is, in this league... When you're playing, who are the teams? Let's look, let's look at it this way. The teams that are comparable to Tennessee on their schedule, the coin flip games. Let's look, let's look at their schedule real quick. In the non-league, I don't think there are, are any of those. I mean, you traded Virginia for BYU. BYU, you might have made the case up there. You could have considered that because it's so weird and it would have been um, – Kind of a strange place to visit, and who knows? I don't think they were what they were 
when they came in Neyland Stadium a couple years ago, and they had the kid that's now with the Jets. But certainly Virginia is not a coin flip. The team from Texas San Antonio, and I'm with Tennessee Lee on this, I think they're kind of a sneaky, dangerous opponent, but it's not a coin flip game. But, you know, when you look at the coin flips, who are the coin flips? And, and would you put would you put uh, Georgia being star in that in that designation? Well, the history of the series says that you would probably come closer to putting them in the coin flip bracket than you would have Alabama during their runs. Um, but uh, I, I think that that's probably uh, a little – that's outside of a coin flip game. That's, that's a game you'll be – your fan base will be back out there on the field celebrating if they win that one. All right. So what are the coin flip games? I'm putting Georgia in the come on now category. They're not a coin flip game. Well, you could say Kentucky, Texas A and M. All right, let's do this. Kentucky. You know, you agree with Go that? Go straight it's down the schedule here. Go straight down the schedule. It's At Florida. Is that it's it? Coin flip. It is okay. It's going to be Texas like Texas A and M, as Brian said, is a coin flip game. All right. At Kentucky is a coin flip game. South Carolina. No way. I, will, I don't think, well, I, I should because of that series and how close that's been. Uh, I, I think Tennessee's going to beat their eyes shut here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to really, I'm going to put that in the really come on now category. Vanderbilt and no. South Carolina are both in the, you're getting, they're going to get rolled like a Herbie Hancock joint cigarette. So there's three, I think. Missouri, I don't know if you can put that in the coin. No, board. they're in the really come At on Missouri, now. Even though it's there. Yeah. So there's really only three if you guys are right about that. If you don't want to include South Carolina. And then where does Alabama go? Now you guys have glossed over Alabama. Are they in the come on now? You know where you put them. I think them? they're going to be at least a ten. They're going to be at least a ten point favorite. So I wouldn't put that in the coin flip. I certainly think that's a game Tennessee can win, uh, but uh, I think at at Alabama, um, it's. I think that's a little bit beyond the coin flip game. So I'm going to call. I don't that. think there's a schedule. On, I don't believe there's a game on the schedule they cannot win. But you know, I think the least likely are. At Alabama and Georgia here. I think it's more likely than it was during Saban's dominance, but I don't think it's quite to a coin flip level at this point. Now, if it's in Neyland, I would say coin flip, but it's down there where they haven't lost in four years. Um, and I would certainly understand if, if you chose to put South Carolina in the coin flip. That I'm... Um, I, I guess I've just got a gut feeling that Tennessee's going to uh, kind of make up for what they lost last year. When uh, I, I guess I'm thinking back to 92 at South Carolina and 93 here. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, 92 at South Carolina and 93 here. I, I kind of think it's going to be one of those type games. I'm going to throw one caveat in here. 
on Alabama. Just one. Food for thought for the audience, for you. Living listener, how about this? Let's make a deal. Because some people aren't going to like the fact that we're not going to put that in coin flip. I agree with you guys. However, what would you say the streak is, Brian? Forty-three. What's their What's their record? They haven't lost a game down there in how many home games? I believe it's 20, 20 straight games at home they've won, dating back to LSU of twenty nineteen, which was in November. It was that great LSU team. Twenty straight SEC games. Line. Twenty straight S or twenty yeah. straight home games. They're going to have Tennessee circled on their calendar. You can bet that after last year. They may not have a quarterback, but they'll have the Tennessee game circled. So they I'm going to say by the time Tennessee gets to Alabama, uh, Alabama's quarterback position will be pretty solidified. Well, I'm going to give you guys one caveat that could help me bump that into the coin flip game. Okay. And that's if Alabama gets roasted by Texas to start the year down there. This is one of my themes now. I'm a big believer in college football and the concept of mystique. This is a game played by 18 to 22-year-old kids who read and who understand history. As much as we like to act like they don't and we don't think they do, you watch that Tennessee-Alabama series down through the years and you tell me that the weight of that thing wasn't handed down from one kid to another. If Alabama goes out and they show humanity and Texas goes in there and beats, which would be which would be fair play, turnabout, fair play, which would be fair in that Texas should have beaten them last year if their quarterback didn't get hurt. They were, in fact, they were getting ready to blow them out. That's what was getting ready to happen in that game. You could see that. Alabama fans don't want to hear this. Uh, I met a guy yesterday who's a Bama fan. This is a show, whatever. Listen, y'all are getting ready to lose your perch if you lose that Texas game because Tennessee's going to come in there and get you and LSU's going to come in there and get you. And then what are you going to say about Nick Saban? Now, I'm telling you, that Texas game, guys, is a really big football game. Because to Bino's point, if Texas goes in there and Alabama finds their quarterback and they roll Texas in that game, we're probably going to get rolled. You feel me on that, Bino? And that and that will stay in the winnable but not a coin flip category. However, Beanstar, if Texas goes in there, Brian, what's the date on that game? Is that, that, is that right from the jump? Or is that second game of the season? September 9th. Second okay. game of Alabama. They play. They play middle first. Um. Am I? You know, middle's kind of sneaky good, like UTSA is. Am I? Am I whistling past the graveyard here, uh, Beanstar? Well, um, I'll say this, Tony. I, I hope our reliance on beating Alabama down there doesn't depend on what the result of that Texas game is, uh, because I think Texas is going to get throttled. In Tuscaloosa. Really? Really? They had their opportunity. I'll believe in Texas when I see it. Well, I'm not saying I believe in Texas, but I'll tell you this. I believe in Texas a lot more than I believe in Texas A&M. Texas A&M is the literal, they are the, like the Easter bunny of major college football. 
Santa Claus, I've always kind of gotten. I get the Easter Bunny. So, do you give A and M at home a better chance to be Bama than Texas in Tuscaloosa? I mean, I've always gotten Santa Claus, Bri. The Easter Bunny. Somebody want to explain the Easter Bunny to me? Because that's A and M. They're just there because somebody decided we needed to have Texas A and M as some kind of power. The Easter Bunny of the deal. So we'll kick this around today. Our toss-up games for the Vols are, because this is going to set up tomorrow's show, the coin flip games for the Vols right now are at Florida, Texas A&M at Kentucky. Winnable but not a coin flip is Alabama. Come on now is Georgia. Georgia is not. They're not a winnable game, guys. I'm sorry. They're not. Uh, I, I said that to Matt Dixon the other day. He didn't like it. I'm going to say it to you, Bino. And what do you say to that? Uh, I say you better check the history of the series before you say that. All right. Well, lately the history hadn't been very good. Yep. No, but it's... It's still been much better than our than our shortcomings against Florida and Alabama down through the years. And you know, Brian, for your namesake in golf, to to unfortunately quote Kirby Dumb at the birthplace really of golf. I was really starting to like him until he. Did I know. That. I was really starting to like him, and then he had to do that. He the birthplace of golf. He goes down there and he quotes Kirby Dumb. That is utterly despicable and disgusting. Utterly disgusting. Hey, you know, Tony, speaking yes. of golf, congrats to Anthony. Oh, well, tell, tell the listener what you're congratulating him for, because they don't. Yeah, I second that. I think he won the club championship, didn't he? Yeah, he did. They had Beautiful. like a they had like a match play format and it was his birthday weekend and his sister was here and yeah good for him that's fun um I gotta ask you guys something I need you to go over to let me ask you about it here in a second tclub.team and look at the SEC throwback logos this is the new thing now in sports. I think Tennessee's, and I was in Alumni Hall this weekend, out at the location right down the street from McKay's Paper Mill. And um, I think that's Paper Mill Road there. Uh, Anyway, that Tennessee Rifleman logo thing is incredible. The Davy Crockett thing, I love that thing. I want you, during our timeout, to click over and tell me, Bino, what my second favorite is. And then in the NFL, the Eagles' Kelly Green is utterly incredible. I want to know from you guys who has the second best throwback logo. B, 
You know, the Colts never uh, messed with their logo, did they? No. No, it's always been the horseshoe, Tony. Hmm. Kind of like the Steelers. The Steelers never mess with their logo. So, we'll come back on the other side. Boy, I sound great. 865-200-5402. But I'm going to ask these guys what the, in this league, my second favorite logo is. And then the second favorite logo in the NFL, there are a bunch of them. I'm going to give you a little hint. Bino, those old AFL logos are lights out great. Whoever did those in the 60s, those things are lights out incredible, Bino. Yeah, they are, Tony. They are. They were they were quit looking at the NFL, look at us. Wow. Wow. As we continue on the other side, a special announcement as uh we're we're very pleased to be back once again um doing something that's really one of my favorite favorite times of the year as we continue with more on your Monday edition after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall for you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com a loud and live production. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB, back with you. Studio control in America's college city. What's Danny White calling this place, Brian? What's his new uh, slogan? He's got a new, like a new slogan. Seen on some stuff. I think they call it America's College City. Let's get. Uh, I sound very excited, but I'm very excited about that. Let's get um, my good friend from Amachi in here, Amachi Knoxville. You bow your head when you say her name, Amachi Brook. How we doing, sweetie? Tony, I'm doing great. It's a blessing to be here. I can't believe it's it's almost football time in Tennessee. I can't oh, believe it. You got the juice today. You got the juice I need. Listen to you. You got the you got the uh, <laughs> fire I need today. That's what I'm here for. Tell our living listener what Amachi does, and I am so thrilled that our friends in the mid state once again have bought us a spot over at the tailgate. Tennessee, and we're going to announce today that the game that we're, we've chosen to do, drum roll please, Brooke, what is the game where we're partnering with you and we're going to bring a ton of youngsters in your program to their first game ever in Neyland Stadium, many, it's always one of my, it is, it is my favorite, it might be my favorite day of the year, uh, I think it is my favorite day of the year, actually, thinking about it, because it's hard to top seeing the looks on the faces of those youngsters. Uh, Just a wonderful thing. Yeah, Tony, I'm excited. I I think everybody, drum roll, you got to mark your calendars. It's November 4th this year. It's going to be the Connecticut game, and Tennessee's going to bring home that big win. We're going to have a lot of kids out having smiling faces. So I'm really looking forward to it. And for all the listeners that have no idea what Amachi is, I'm here to bring you some knowledge today and let you learn. We are a program under the Knoxville Leadership Foundation, and we're here serving kids 4 to 17 years old that have a parent incarcerated, sometimes both parents incarcerated, um, just to bring a positive adult role model into their lives is our job here at Amachi through mentorship, which we think is so valuable. I think every single one of us listening can reflect back on our lives and know one person that stood up for them and showed them something new or a positive experience. And that's what my job is here in Knox County is providing a lot of kids just that extra person in their life that shows up for them. And then people like Tony and all of his listeners are what brings such a special day of just community and force and love at that tailgate. And so that's, again, what we're so excited to partner with you again this year for November 4th and that tailgate experience. So really we just need some support by tickets and love and, and really just bringing just some more knowledge to what Amachi is to our community. Well, and what I love about doing this is it's really threefold. First of all, it's awareness for the life-giving ministry that you guys have. And you were telling me off the air you've got a tremendous need right now for mentors um, because there is a shortage of folks that are willing to jump in. Um, Speak to that if you can because maybe there's somebody out there right now that knows they've got a bunch of free time Mm -hmm. on their hands or maybe they feel called to get involved in something like this. What What does mentoring entail if they were to get involved with you? 
Yeah, so I think sometimes we all look at mentoring as kind of like this rainbow and butterfly moment, you know, working with kids. And, and I will say that our, our niche of our program is, is targeting those kids that I like to say maybe just need a little extra love in their life. And we really don't want to take too much time away from our volunteers because, you know, what they've got their own lives and their own families. But what people don't know is four to six hours a month, that small amount of time spending that with a kid out in the community of Knoxville can do so much for that young person. And so we just ask people if you do have, um, you know, felt called or moved to to give that time to a young person. We always tell people, they say we want to make an impact, and then six months they call us back and they start to say, wow, that kid's impacted me. And I, I can say from firsthand experience, I've been mentoring this young girl for the past three years, and she truly is like family to me, and her her grandma is like family to me, and I, I, I get so impacted, almost teary-eyed every time I think about the journey we've been on for the past three years. And so if you are listening to this and you think, wow, I have an interest of just being a positive adult for a young person, we're just asking for four to six hours a month, and we've got 60 boys currently waiting for a mentor wow. here in our program. So. Wow. Did you say 60? 60. 60. Six I know it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for sure. And so if folks are interested in mentoring, how do they do that? The best way would be to go on our website. That's Knoxville Leadership Foundation, KLS.org, and you can learn all about the Amati program. But also you can go to Tony. I'm sure he's going to be posting on his, on his blog shortly after this, and I'll give my contact information. Feel free to reach out to me directly, and I'd love to have a phone call of, how you can step into this program and join our Amachi family, because that's really what we are at the end of the day, isn't it, Tony? There's no question. And when we marry the Amachi family with the big orange family, and we do this each year, and we've done it for, oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really counted. Because to me, it's not about that. It's about y'all and what you do and your ministry. And um, But, again, if you'd like to help us with our tailgate for the kids, as we call it, people tell me I should put my name on it. I just haven't because, um, again, it's really about what these folks at Amachi do and these wonderful smiling faces of the young boys and girls in that program. And one of the neatest things about being with them through the years is meeting some of the people that have been volunteers and Remember one young man came through that program, and once he got of age, um, it had such an impact on him that he became a mentor, which is really a beautiful story. And then the last tailgate we had, I had a two different folks walk up to me and say, hey, I, I just want you to know something. I'm a listener to your show. And a couple years ago, I heard Brooke on the air talking about the need and I just, uh, you know, it just kind of pricked my heart, and I reached out, and though I was uncomfortable, I decided to do that. And lo and behold, uh, it's been a great experience in my life, and I wanted to thank you. That Our last game last year, I had two different people stop me and say that, which is really a neat thing, Brooke. So, uh, again, um, if you'd like to volunteer, we'll have the information tomorrow uh, in the blog over at tclub.team. And then also our game this year is going to be the UConn game right there in early November. 
and Brooke is going to provide an address. And, you know, we used to collect tickets from all over the country, hard tickets, and that's no longer a thing. Uh, but um, now what we would love for you to do is, if you're hearing this today, is go on the website tomorrow and please post and share that uh, in as many chat boards, as many spots as you can. And you can trust that these tickets will be used properly uh, and that anything we have left over, we'll find other agencies or other folks and, and bless as many people as humanly possible uh, that weekend. Brooke, is there anything else you'd care to add here today uh, that we haven't touched? I think, Tony, let's just try to make this the best year yet. Let's try to get the most kids in that stadium this year that we've ever seen and i think this is year number six or seven for us in partnerships and tandem so i think it's time to let's just make it as big as it can get and and have a lot of smiling faces and a lot of love and in, in that you know orange and white sea well i love your enthusiasm and your energy and Bino, jeff you've had the pleasure of being out there with us and, and so has brian but you guys have uh, have seen this it is really a beautiful thing. Oh, oh it really is, Tony. It's, it's, uh, it'll touch anyone's heart uh, that takes the time to come by and experience it. I, uh, it's, it's the highlight of the day. And seeing the kids when they go and see the marching band or, you know, the fact that we're in right there in that uh, area where Circle Park is, I always get very nostalgic because that was the place where I uh, studied and got my degree uh, a few years back, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> and then right across the street from there is where that the kids go over there and play. And that I guess they call that the volunteer village, and that's really a sweet thing. And the marching band and some of the partners that we have that have partnered with us through the years uh, – our friends at Calhoun's, our friends at Alumni Hall who have blessed us. and mm. I mean, there's just so much great stuff going on. Our, our friends at Smoothie King and all the listeners that have come down through the years and made financial contributions and that sort of thing. We just want these youngsters and these these mentors as well to have a day where we just take care of it for them. You know, we just take care of it for them. And, uh, and, and, each year we've been blessed enough to allow the uh, youngsters uh, or the mentors rather to have some money to take care of the kids when they get into the stadium and that sort of thing. So it's just been a first class thing. And Brooke and her uh, folks are really incredible uh, to work with as well. And there's just a great, great spirit around that event. So Brooke, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know and again if uh, folks want to uh, get involved with mentoring with you how do they do so yeah i think tony you just you send them right through that blog post i'll give you my contact information and you just have them reach out to me because if they're a friend of you you know they're a friend of me too and y'all have just blessed our whole team and all of our kids just giving us this opportunity to to share what we do and why we love what we do so i'm just really excited and would love to chat with anybody that has an interest in mentoring or really just wants to learn more. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be involved in. Brooke, thank you, and I appreciate the work you guys do. Thank you, Tony. You all have a blessed day. Thank you.
And, again, we're going to do the Connecticut game this year. It's going to be the tailgate for the kids. We just wanted to announce it. Uh, and I know that people give their tickets the later we we get to or closer we get to it, however that works. But uh, it's really a beautiful thing. So I thank her for allowing us through what we do here to serve them one more year. Because it really is. That's like Bino just said it, but the blessing really is ours. You know, people say, oh, yeah, I just appreciate you doing that. Hey, listen, the the blessing of being involved in that is just, it's immense. It's absolutely immense. So let's go back to our phones. If you want to get in, 865-200-5402. We were kind of taking apart Tennessee's schedule the closer we get to it. And, uh, Bino, speaking of taking things apart, how about your boy? How about your boy Rizzo yesterday? He changes his music to... Taylor Swift has walk-up music, and he becomes Lou Gehrig, Beanstar. Yeah, quite the transformation. I sure would like to have Kansas City staying there for about 50 more days. And he said, is that Kansas City Club any good, Beano? Because I'm going to go see him in Philly in a couple weeks. Are they any good? Uh, no, Tony. If the Yankees swept them, they're not any good. they they probably should just let Kansas City and Oakland play each other for the rest of the season. Are the Yankees back? They've Bino? lost. They've lost seventy games before they've won thirty. Bino, are you going to declare the Yankees back? Yeah, they're back. They're back about ten games. <laughs> I wrote in the blog today. You know, Otani's going to be a going to be a half season rental for somebody. The Orioles ought to take Jackson Holiday and flip him to them to rent him for the rest of the year and go make a run at winning a World Series with Otani. What do you think of that, Bino? Stupid idea? Uh, I, I I wouldn't suggest that anyone uh, mortgage their future for a couple of months, but that uh, that uh, that Oriole team, it's I know they're in the Yankees division and you shouldn't be pulling for them, but it's fun. It's yep. fun to see them be good again for yep. uh, for their fan base. Shout out to Jerry Gibbons, longtime show listener. He's a lifelong Oriole fan. <laughs> Had that license plate on the front of his car for as long as I can remember. And- Jerry, you deserve it, buddy. They're great. Those are great baseball fans. Those people are great, great baseball fans. And they were, you know. In the 70s to early 80s, I'm reading a book right now about the 1988 team that started off losing, I think, 23 games in a row and everything that they did to get to that point from being a gold standard franchise. When you take your eye off the prize with your drafting and your player development, it does not take long in baseball to get lapped. Is that kind of what's happened to the Yankees? You know, what's going on with the Yankees? How can you spend all that money? And Is it really as simple as Judge getting hurt? Uh, Tony, th- this is this is what happens when you have Brian Cashman uh, hauling more trash into New York than the mob uh, over the last five six years. Uh, the only thing they've gotten right is pitchers. Uh, everything else that they brought in's just been broken down. Uh, end of their run, guys that. With big names, no games. 
I mean, Donaldson was so good elsewhere, and that just doesn't make any sense. He's got the health issues, and it's kind of been a perfect storm for them this year. But the weird thing about your division is that everybody can make a wild card. So I'm not ready to throw the, the baby out with the bathwater yet on the Yankees being star when everybody's several games over 500 in that division. The Orioles are a lot like Tony Valls and the baseball team here. Yep. Where they were in a very difficult division, and there didn't appear they were the worst team in a bat in a in a very tough division. There didn't appear to be much upward mobility. And look yep. at them; they're Absolutely. in first place the last week of July. They're Somehow. a great in two short years. A great story, Bry. A great shout out SEC Mike, who's in our Twitter Spaces right now, or are we calling it X Spaces? But but I'll say this, and if you haven't given SC Mike uh, a listen, give him a listen because he deserves your listen. So give him a follow and and uh, check him out. Um, I feel happy for them. I feel happy for the Reds. You know, the Reds and the Phillies are going to fight for this wild card. I want to see the Reds keep winning because they haven't spent a dime, Bino. They don't have any pitching. If they get that team to the playoffs, they basically they play college baseball every day. That's what they do. Yeah, they, they do, Tony. At least they do have some young arms with some potential. But uh, the great thing for them is they've got some really, really good young players who who they can keep under control for five or six years here. So there's a, And in that division especially, there's a chance for them to make a run over the next several years. From the Yankees' standpoint, Tony, with all their advantages, I mean, playing for a wild card is like, Alabama being happy, making the Outback Bowl. That's not true, Bino. It's a playoff sport. All you have to do is qualify for the playoffs. Uh, This team's going nowhere, Tony. Well, I wouldn't. What they should do and what their pride won't let them do is to hose out that dog pen and bring up Jason Dominguez and bring up Peraza and let let those kids learn to play. Back to the That's phones. exactly what that they should do. Let's go to Twitter Spaces first, then we'll go to our phone lines. And the first call on the phone lines, you'll be up after we bring Zach in here. We were talking about Tennessee's schedule. And so far, what we've ascertained is the coin flip games, according to Brian and Beanstar and yours truly. And we have not made any of these official position statements. We're going to construct a official position statement based on your answers tomorrow. Uh, I will have an X poll on that, not to be confused with our recruiting guru X. Guru! Guru! Not to be confused with our recruiting guru X. But uh, we will have a uh, Twitter poll tomorrow uh, constructed around something Brian Hartman has suggested, but the coin flip games right now, as we see them, are at Florida, Texas A&M here, and at Kentucky, which has Matt Dixon shivering down his yellow spine. Uh, Winnable, but not a coin flip game. Uh, Bino Jeff Henderson has Alabama. In the come on now category, which is, you better get real, really, the Georgia Bulldogs... I'm there with them. I'm sorry. I know y'all. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm. I am from the Tomey State when it comes to that game, uh, as they are currently configured, and as we're currently configured. No offense. 
And then the really come on now games on our schedule, which is you better not lose any of these games or we are going to rage on Garza Law, uh, fifth quarter fan reaction. Vanderbilt, South Carolina at Missouri. Those are rage games. Let us know how we did so far. Let's get Zachermania in here. Zachermania, welcome in. Hey, Tony. Can you hear me? What's up? Awesome. Hey, Bino, Jeff, and Brian. Uh, had a good weekend. Saw Barben- Barbenheimer. Braves got right. Yep, Braves and... got right. And which which movie was better, Oppenheimer or Barbie? Honestly? Yeah. Barbie. It was excellent. Well, the Oppenheimer thing, and Bino, that smacks close to home for you. Three plus hours in a movie fever is a lot of that's yeah. just for, for somebody with my attention span, that just ain't gonna happen. And Bino. cramped in this cramped in the crowded movie theater oh, here too, we by go. the way. Here we go. I give uh, I give Zach the courage award. I I, I I have to for coming in here admitting that he liked Barbie better than Oppenheimer. Hey, I hear Barbie is over. Six hours. I hear Barbie's a good flick, uh, Zach. It's it's so well made. Uh, uh, so is Oppenheimer. Uh, they did mention they, they only gave one shout-out to Oak Ridge, but they did mention it. Ken, Ken, I, was hoping, Ken, I, was hoping. I thought Ken looked a lot like Bino. Have you seen Ken in that movie? He, he looks like when uh, Vesco came back with that blonde hair a couple years ago. <laughs> you know, I would... Go ahead, Brian. I would go see Barbie if they could bring the Chucky into it and have him like be a bad guy and go around trying to kill people. There's no I, Chucky I and Barbie, Brian. Barbie is... That would uh, make it much more interesting. Mi- I'd go see it if that a- were the case. How do you have a plot line in the Barbie movie, though, Zach? Would be my question. Like, what do you do for a plot line around Barbie? Well, you just um, you get Margot Robbie going, and yeah, that's she what just you liked. Takes it from that's there. what you liked. Okay, now we're talking. No, I mean I, it, the whole thing. Um, the games yep. that I'm okay. So here's my games. Yep. I really want to exact. A measure of revenge on South Carolina. Yes. I think we can beat Florida if they don't have a mobile quarterback like Richardson. He's a Is statue. quarterback? No, Zach, that guy can't move. That guy's not an athlete. He comes from Wisconsin. Okay. okay, so then it comes down to Georgia and Bama. And I'll take Georgia since we're at home. I know you say that's a fool's errand, take him but for I'll what? go on that errand. Take it for what? What do you mean, take it? Do you know how many all-league players they have, first and second team? Count them up. Well, did, didn't they have that many last year? We have one. Yeah, and they blew us out last year, Zach. What do you, I mean, well, and I we had our great team last year. Come on now. You guys got to yeah, get real we, here with this stuff. We were in a position to fail. That 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 whole scenario with us being ranked number one oh and going gosh. into that. Well, I mean, come on. No. Brian, how many first and second team selections from Georgia? Count them up. Because we got one. Not that I'm going to make the media thing, because, Bino, how did you how did you sneak down there, Georgia Bino? Has, I think half of the first team has Georgia players Thank on Thank you. Uh, come on, Zach. Okay. 
We're well, so four we light do, years we do away better. from them. See, they, we do well as underdogs. Five. Them, has that been any kind of indicator of what kind of football team you're going to have? Bino. Word. Bino, in the NFL draft, they're talking about eight guys off their offense being draft picks. Come on now, guys. Okay, here's the case, Tony. Here's the case. First off, what did Phil Steele tell us the line was going to be when we played at Alabama? I I forget. Go ahead. Tennessee's a 14-point underdog. Which column do you have that game in? Yeah. Again, we beat out. Which column do you have that game in? We beat them last year. They don't have a quarterback. Which column do you have that game Phil in? Phil Steele. We're going to use Phil Steele, who the only – What did Phil Steele have us against Georgia at home? Go ahead. A seven-point underdog. Yeah, but the only reason, the only reason he said was Nick Saban. I said they don't have a quarterback, Phil. Yeah, yeah, speaking of Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they got Nick Saban, and, and he'll figure it out. No. No, hey, no, no, no. Hey, Tony. No, 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 no. Doesn't work that way. Tony, the Americans had Oppenheimer. We have Oppenheimer. And he's going to drop the bomb <laughs> on. Oh, hey, <laughs> um, uh, just real quick before yeah. I go. Yeah. I got two things. I maybe just for later in the show. Yeah, yeah. Are we done with Nick? Are we done with nicknames? Because they interviewed Dalton Nick, Nick on uh, Twitter, and they said, "What's your nickname?" And he said, "Well, Triple J calls me White Chocolate." But other people call me DK, so I go. So DK is my nickname. Your your initials are not a nickname. What what has happened to nicknames, Zach? I know that's yeah, that's a good one. And I got to ask uh, Bino because uh, I I've always liked and I appreciate the call. Thank you, Zach. I've always okay, I, I, thank you, brother. I appreciate people that give themselves nicknames. I've had friends down through the years they'll announce, you know, to their to a group of group of people. My nickname is now whatever. And you want to look at them and go, dude, that's not how it works. That's kind of not not how this works. The world is lazy with nicknames now, Tony. You think that's true? It's become lazy. I don't know if A Rod started it, but now everybody, it's the first initial and the first part of their last name that's not a nickname hour two on the radio let me just keep it live and legal and we'll keep the conversation going wjbe 1040 a.m 99.7 fm translator w259 ab powell knoxville as we go back to our phones hello and welcome into our next call like ewad ewad yep how are you doing tony or random bill he calls himself Titans Bill. His nickname in here is Random Bill. Okay, Tony, you were mentioning Oppenheimer. Yep. The star of that movie yep. also starred in the in the the drama series that's on Netflix called Dinky Blinders. And his name happens to be Colin Murphy. Colin Murphy, Pinky Blinders? 
Pinky Blinders. So now we've tied, we've tied um, Barbie into that movie because isn't there a character in Barbie called Pinky? I have no idea. I saw the previews of that movie Barbie, and yeah. I'll tell you. Go ahead. If I were a movie critic, I would be either like Siskel and Ebert. I would give it a thumbs down. You, Bill, you can't look at previews and give something a thumbs down on previews. Things can fool you, Bill. Well, okay, the, I'll tell you the star of that movie. She starred in Mom. Vesco. Yeah, and also welcome to Fletch. Who is the guy that looks like Fox? Who is playing Ken in that movie? Is that Zac Efron? Do you know in the Barbie movie? Does anybody know? Brian, do you know? Brian was telling me over the weekend he's thinking about going to see it. I did. Tony, if you're not... If you're not what? familiar with Pinky Blinders, I'll tell you, it's more of a mobster-type movie, a miniseries that's on Netflix. What? Bino, have you seen it? Is your, your mob I am not. Huh. I do think that Fair City on Netflix is one of the best mob documentaries I've ever seen. What's that about? about commission, start- trial. commission trial. And uh, and how they gathered all the uh, evidence. So what's on your mind today, Rando Bill? I know you didn't call to talk about that stuff. Okay, uh, first of all, I would like to give out my condolences to Bob Hodge. He lost his wife over the weekend. Oh, man, that's terrible. I heard, I heard that, that well, Bill. Board. Yeah, prayers out to... To Bob and, and the whole Hodge family. Oh, man. And I know, buddy, uh, probably it's really it's really hurting John Adams, because mm. that's who he works for. Mm. Prayers up, Bob Hodge. So, uh, and of course, uh, you know, you were bringing up logos. Yep. Up to you. Favorite part of a Titans Bell phone call? You like it, uh, Bino? It's going to click off here. Bill getting wrong spot in his house, no less. It's at least the connection was clear when he was talking. It's very endearing. I have not cut the guy off, and you can hear him. He'll call me off the air sometimes, and this is. Where Bill goes. I'm going to give him five seconds to click back. Four, three. You know what I think he did? He probably clicked his call waiting. Let's go back to our phones, get our next call in. Condolences up to the Hodge family. That's tough. Hello and welcome into our next call. What's going on, Tony? Hoosierval, Ryan. Hey, Hoosierval. Welcome in, brother. Not too much. I love following Titans Bill. It's, uh, it's, it's always hard to do. But well, it's, the man's an artist. It's always great. The man's he's still talking, no less, <laughs> on his phone. Yeah. So, you know, SEC-wise, I've always kind of envied um, LSU's colors and, like, mm. apparel, you mm. know, because, 
you know, and a lot of East Tennesseans have this issue. I'm a fair complected guy. I don't look real good in the Tennessee orange, but I, I love that purple by LSU. I've always envied that. Uh, so I guess I'd go with LSU for your question on which throwbacks do you like. The throwback logo. Uh, and that weird-looking tiger they got is cool for the throwback. There is no doubt about it that their throwback is very cool. Bino, your favorite throwback in the SEC is? I think I'm about to steal Brian's. I like Colonel Reb and Ole Miss. Oh, you know, I'm I almost said that, but he's he's so divisive. I didn't go there, but I almost said Colonel Red because he's oh, no. come on. No, he is. I mean, you know, stir stuff up. Just the like, logo itself, the colors, just pop. Yeah, the logo, uh, the colors it's just not pop. SEC. I've always wished I was just for their apparel and that mascot. Florida State, man. I almost wish I could be a Florida State fan because those colors, the Chief Osceola, that thing is so cool. That That is one of the coolest things in sports. When that dude rides out and oh my gosh. slams that thing down, that is so awesome. Oh, yes. And, and great-looking colors, too. But Awesome-looking colors. I can see how they got hot uh, because that, that makes complete sense. A lot of really neat things going on around the Florida State deal. But I do agree with Bino. Colonel Reb is it is cool. So it's I don't know why the colors just work on that thing. The colors just flat out pop uh, on Ole Miss's logo, and in the NFL, Bino, I kind of gave it away. Uh, what is your favorite non-Colts NFL logo, Bean Star, in the old school? The Chargers. Oh, that's pretty cool. I wasn't thinking about yeah, the Chargers. Who's yours, got Ryan? The Ole Miss powder blue thing yeah who's yours ryan you know in in terms of again just pure colors and cool looking logos you're probably gonna hate me tone that star is so cool the cowboys and those uh silver on uh silver on blue and (sighs) i own a raiders hat just because i like the silver and black oh they're all that's awesome but that's a good looking color scheme yeah the raider the Raider thing is way better looking than, uh, again, I'm back to this. Old school. Old school logos. I mean, no one has ever, no fan base has ever fully adopted a logo and a color scheme and an attitude. Been, and I mean, now they're all, you know. They are what they are. What's the word? They're like suburbanized now right. with Vegas. But back in the day, man, those Raiders fans, they took that thing to heart. <laughs> Somehow, football helmets in the modern era have gotten really ugly, though. Because when you look back, I've got a link over at tclub.team today. Somebody on Twitter took the time to go back and take a bunch of logos or a bunch of helmets from the 80s and kind of put them up there. And when you look at those and you look at today and the flat colors everybody uses today and the way they don't pop, to me, hands down, hands down, the best logo, old school, outside of the Eagles, is the Houston Oilers. I love that helmet, and I love that color scheme. And the Titans should have became the Tennessee Oilers, just like Memphis became the Memphis Grizzlies, and they should have kept that logo because that thing is unbeatable compared to what they have now, which is they look like a really bad roller derby team. 
Hey, Ryan, I got a quick question for you. Yes, sir. It's in Indiana this weekend. Shelbyville on Friday, Columbus on Saturday and Sunday. The route you have to take to go from Shelbyville to Columbus apparently was whatever the Union Army cut through there, and they've never done anything since. What is the deal with that? You know, so I grew up in I grew up on a farm in Rust Belt, Eastern Indiana, and we used to laugh when we would cross the Ohio line how much nicer the uh, roads got. For whatever reason, the state of Indiana has always been, at least where I grew up, notoriously cheap on highway funds. So that sounds like something we would do is let whatever general it was let him fix it. So Bino's like a borderline dirt road almost? Well, I mean, Tony, it's it's like they're like 18 miles apart or something. It takes 40 minutes to get there. Yeah, and that's not it. And that's not during harvest season when you got to pull over. I mean, I thought we were going to get, like, kidnapped by the child of the corn or something before we got <laughs> Yeah, my wife said. And I sixty five is no fun either. She's like, I feel like I'm in that Stephen King movie. I'm like, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So you escaped from Indiana? Eh, Yeah, yeah. Where I'm from, man, if you're not farming or working a factory, uh, that ain't a lot. (laughs) Ryan, thank you. There, oh, incredible people. I've never met somebody from Indiana I didn't like. I thank you, Ryan, and I mean that. 865-200-5402. 865-200-5402. Kicking it around, chopping it up with you on a Monday. We'll come back on the other side, get some more calls in if you want to get in or if you want to get in through X Spaces. Twitter is calling themselves X, Bino, on their relaunch. Who knew? I wonder, be, uh, I wonder how long. it should be yeah. double X or triple X. I wonder how long. Wow, Bino with a slam, or Brian with a slam. I wonder how long Twitter's going to exist till that cat just runs it right into the ground. Is our ex going to sue him? Our ex has a case. As we continue with yes. more, I need to get Marcos on the case. case. He is certainly a case after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931 938-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Be with you on your hour due. Happy to be here, proud to be here on a Monday. All lines are jammed, as they will stay throughout. We've had some interesting discussion. Um, People don't like my take on the Georgia game. It is my take. I don't hide from my takes. so, And I'm a takesman. I'm not afraid to have a take. Let me throw one more out to you in defense of uh, the other side of that, Tony. Hit it. And maybe this has more to do with Georgia's schedule than Tennessee's opportunity to beat them. Yep. Who do you think that Georgia fans believe is their toughest game on their schedule? It's Tennessee by far. Not even close. You know what that means, Bino? 
they will full-throatedly come into Neyland Stadium, full-throatedly taking the game seriously. The team that's going to get Georgia this year on their schedule, if anybody does, is a game where they walk in and they approach the game half asleep, kind of like they did in Columbia, Missouri last year, or Mississippi State last year when they went down there and they were half asleep. And see, Georgia's so talented, they can play a quarter of a football game and still win those games, which is essentially what they did against those two teams. That's how talented they are. And that this is, you know, recruit to recruit. I don't follow recruiting because it's exhausting. but And I'm honest about that. But there's no denying the fact that if you continue to load your roster with four- and five-star, high four-star and five-star players, you're going to basically field a team that's almost insurmountable. They overwhelmed us last year, Bino. We were smoking everybody before we played them. We went to LSU and smoked, smoked them. They overwhelmed us. Are you guys going to deny that? I mean, it wasn't even a game. No, no I'm, I'm not going to deny that at all. I, one, one thing I wonder about them, I mean, we're asking questions about everybody's quarterback except them. I know they've got five-star guys lined up there. Uh and I know that they thought Stetson Bennett shouldn't be the guy leading them. I think they're going to find out just how good Stetson Bennett was in that system. And that's a point well taken. Because I've, for the past couple of years, after I got over his height and just how obnoxious he looks, and he definitely has some, there's something about him that that creates heat with, with people that watch the sport. Guy's a flat-out winner, man. Just a, in that playoff game when they had to have that drive, you knew that dude was going to make those plays. And then don't even talk to me about how what he looked like in that TCU game, but in the Tennessee game last year, you know, that was a big showdown for them. See, I think Bino, the fact that they don't have a schedule, which their fan base hates when you say that to them, but I didn't do it. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. They've never had a schedule. I think it's highly comical that they're bitching and moaning about their schedule next year. Because guess what? They finally have to play a schedule that's commensurate with the program they have. What a concept. But you took me under yeah. wing, Bino, and told me that down through the years, they've always gotten the, sh- they've always gotten the long end of the stick when it came to scheduling. While we were getting our brains beat in annually by everybody and then playing people out of the league. They never went west of the Mississippi for a non-league game and played the softest SEC schedule known to mankind. No offense to them. Not that I'm diminishing any of their accomplishments. Well, it'll be a shock to their system when Alabama rolls in there, wherever that game's going to be played next year. Yes. In the regular season, they'll probably think they're already in the – SEC playoff game. Yeah. And imagine they've only gone to eight games, not nine. Let's go back to our phones because the league just couldn't go to nine games. league was not going to do something easily or in a, in a normal type fashion. Hello and welcome into our next call on a Monday. Hey, Tom, it's Charlie. Charlie, what's going on, my brother? Well, 
I got to start off with with the biggest. I know everybody's sick and hearing, hearing it, but the biggest toss up win that, that our football ha- football team could possibly have this season, we already won, and as with the NCAA, that was massive, and it, and it and it had to be done. I think for the future of this football team. But Matt Matt Dixon said we're one and zero. That's how he describes that, and that's a pretty good line. You go one and zero going into the season now. Now I do this every year. I get you know most people think we're going to win national championship. This time of year, I'm scared to death of everybody, and and we got two flaws this football team does, and I could be dead wrong, but but number one, I don't have I don't have much faith and Joe Milton being the starting quarterback. He, I, wa- I went back and watched that Clemson game, and at the start of the fourth quarter, it's a one-score ball game. And Dabo mismanaged that game to, to no end. He looks to me like, and, you know, I'm no expert, but our tempo slows down because he, he stares at the uh, – Stares at the sideline to get in to get the play. He holds the ball too long, and he overthrows receivers. Now, Garantano done that, and we hated him. But everybody loves Joe. Well, they haven't been exposed to him. See, and look, I'm not going to, like, uh, speak anything toward Joe Milton but positive thoughts because he stayed around and, and positive Great sentiments. And, he, and, he, and most kids would have left after Hendon Hooker took their job, and he became an incredible teammate. But I'm still of the fact, and, Charlie, people think this is obnoxious, and I get it, and maybe I say it too much, but he's such a question mark this year that if he – does some of the things the way you describe them in that Clemson game, if he does some of those things during this season, it will inhibit them from being the type of offense they could be. It'll keep them from winning some of those coin flip games. It, it will it will get in the way of that. Now I don't know. Does he make the does he make the progression? I call him Bino a question mark. Or or as Sean Sinclair said, unproven. People will think, oh, well, he proved himself in the Clemson game. Yeah, he proved he could play a little bit. But that and then taking that and taking that through a a season in this league against that schedule, those are two different things as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I I don't think question mark or unproven are are too harsh. Uh, You know, I am – I'm like you. I'm very hopeful for Joe Milton. I feel better about Joe Milton being our starter today uh, than I did two years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still he still has a lot to prove as a starter. I'm I'm actually more concerned about him getting us in the right running plays. I, I'm I'm more concerned about our running game being as efficient. 
than I am our passing game. Because okay. I do believe he's improved as a passer since the, the other, last song. Well, the other thing about the recognition of the line of scrimmage and the ball holding and all that stuff, the offensive line's not going to be as good as last year. You're not going to have the uh, luxury that, that, that you had last year behind that offensive line. You're just not. Ball's got to get out quicker this year. And I asked Brian Mauer what happens when you hold the ball too long against Georgia. Oh, yeah, they're going to whack you. That's exactly right. And the other thing, and, and now look, I could be dead. You know, he's had all, he's known all this offseason he's going to be the starter. Yep. So I could, I could be dead wrong on that. Another thing I could be dead wrong on, because I don't know what kind of players he had, but Willie Martinez, I'm not a big fan of him being our defense backs coach. And and if if teams can score with us, then all of a sudden we're in a shootout and 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 we're having to rely on, on Joe Milton. And that's, I mean, that's where I am. But I get scared to death this time of year every year. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic about this year, but I don't want to throw undue. Like people are saying, ten or eleven wins. You know, to me, to me, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. If that's you, you can think whatever you want to think. But if you're walking around right now, going, "We're going to win ten or eleven games against that schedule." Hey, more power to you. But I'll tell you what, the offensive line better get better, and you better get uh, a couple of young guys in that secondary whose names we don't know who become knowns this season. Because if they throw that same group of veteran players back there, it looks like electric football, like Charlie said, where there are guys wide open. Hey, more power to you. More power to you. Uh, going out on a positive note, though, Tom. Yep. Uh, you give me a quarterback with the size and the talent of Joe Milton. Uh, I'd want Josh Heupel to be his coach. You better believe you know what it. I mean? If anybody's going to reach and find this guy and unlock him, as we say in uh, in modern sport, it is it is going to be under Josh Heupel's tutelage. No doubt about that. And we've watched Aaron Beasley go from being a second-string linebacker yep. to playing his way in the NFL. I can't say enough about him. No doubt uh, about it. Oh, old school, old school logos, Tom. Yep. Before I leave, old school logo. And I, I, I hate them, but the Florida Gators back in the day had a had a circular logo of a U and a F with the whole body of the Gator on the top and the state. And I, I think that's I think that's a lot better than that Gatorhead. Anyway, Charlie, you hey Charlie, you've had too much sun exposure out there on that farm, brother. It sounded like <laughs> you just said you like the Florida Gator logo. <laughs> Go ball! Thank you, brother. Same to you. He didn't just say that, did he, Bino? He did say that out loud. I like the. Uh, Mississippi State logo where the Bulldog's kind of strutting and his head's much bigger than his body. I just can't get over, guys, how good those AFL logos are. Looking at those NFL, what's happened to That New England Patriot, Patriot hiking the football, 
is yeah. one of the coolest, classiest, best logos. What happens is these owners come in, and these owners want to put their own stamp on things. That's why the Eagles don't wear Kelly Green. And it, it just angers me to no end. That, what they, what Jeffrey Lurie calls midnight green, which is a black version of green, is hideous looking. It's stupid looking. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had beautiful uniforms. Yes. And they went. The helmets were just. Exactly, Brian. They look like the Vols. Those things were so beautiful. I saw Tampa play in person in those in 88, and they were gorgeous on the field. They were gorgeous. And now they look but, like those pewter colors. They look like yeah, and everything's so flat now. They changed their uniforms, and the franchise got better. As far as just they won Super Bowls wearing the pewter. I just and hate they were these. Terrible fl- when they were the just, orange. These flat colors everybody's gone to. And I know people are going to argue with me with people that are in design, and there's a reason for it. What's the matter with having some bright colors? But, you know, what's your uh, – you said the Chargers, right? Yes. What else from the old school do you – because there's so many of them that are just really, really, really beautiful uh, uniforms. Well, I love the Kansas City helmet, oh, man. too. That Kansas City helmet from the 60s films that they had in the AFL, it's a little different now. Back then – Back then, it looks was, about the same though. Yeah, though. it's a little different. Back then was really beautiful. Minnesota looks about the same as they've always, always had. I've always been partial to Minnesota's uniform. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. It's me again, Tony. Can't keep a good man just, down. Unfortunately, this crazy thing. Unfortunately. This crazy thing cut me off as always. It's amazing, Jane. Stop that crazy thing. Yeah, um, you know, getting back to those Bengals. You know, back at the time when they were in the AFL, they had the all orange helmet with the with the letter with the word Bengals across from it. They were incredible. The Bob Johnson Bengal helmet. Uh, the former Vol uh, Hall of Famer. That Dewey Warren is an insane uniform. That's insane. That call, that that helmet. You're exactly right. And um, well, I'll tell you what. I'm far more impressed with the with the logo that they have now. The tiger stripes. I love the tiger stripe. And the orange and tiger stripes. And Tony. I hate to slug it out with you, buddy, but I'm going to. I've slugged it out in the past with you. There is nothing wrong with the tight with the Titans logo. Nothing. The Titans colors. No. What is there, What other colors, Bill? Uh, they're light blue and dark blue and and red and, and white. Light blue, dark blue, powder blue, powder blue, uh, navy blue. Navy blue. Uh, bluer than blue. Sadder than yeah. sad. That's what their uniforms make me. And well, you know what? I'll say this for the Titans. Their uniform that they went to a couple years ago was a, was really an upgrade over what they had before, which would look like Army-Navy surplus. But, you know, how about that uniform they wore during the glory years, Titans? 
how hideous that thing looked. Looked like it was designed by a nine-year-old kid on like a trip. I, I hate to comment, Tony, because I'm viewed as a hater. It's the truth. It is the darn truth. Titans and glory years in the same sentence doesn't really sound right. Well, I got news for you, Brian. They ruled the roost, buddy. They came within Andre Dyson. Was his name Andre Dyson, Bill? I believe so. From Nevada, right there on the goal line of stretching that ball over. Titans were phenomenal. It was close, but no Virginia Slim. They were phenomenal back then. Phenomenal. Yeah. They're pretty good now, though. Still pretty good. You know, you brought up Joe Milton. That sort of reminds me, Tony, of Steve McNair. When a few years when McNair played for the Titans, he was erratic. Very erratic. You know what Steve McNair was, though? Which is the absolute truth? A stone-cold winner. That's exactly right, Bino. When he had the ball in his hands, which is another thing we don't know about Joe Milton, Bino. But but Josh uh, Heupel said this the other day, and this is so right. It's poignant. In those SEC games, they come down to five or six plays, and that winning quarterback has to make those plays. At the end of a game, can you get me down the field and get me in field goal range? Can you run over linebackers if need be? Can you do whatever it's going to take? The kid at Alabama last year was like that. I mean, that guy just kept coming at us last year, Beanstar. Just kept coming at us. You know, you were bringing. I, I, you were pretty, pretty, I know the Titans have had some really good football teams, but the last time they had a quarterback that scared me, it was Steve McNair. Believe it. And any thinking NFL fan knows that's a case because that guy was absolutely a special, special player in the moment for them. Special. Yeah. You mean Marcus the last Mariota didn't scare you, The what? last quarterback the Colts had that didn't scare me was Luck. <laughs> well, the thing about McNair, too, is that he mirrored the Titan organization from back then. Because they had the toughest football teams in the in the uh, in in the league, and he was the toughest guy, toughest quarterback in the league. That was one tough hombre. You know, you brought up the Colts. Their their logo has never changed. Never changed. That never. It didn't change when they were in Baltimore. Nope. It, they and, it, and it's still always going to be the same. And of course. You know, you bring up a lot of the history of the Baltimore Colts. There was a head coach that coached uh, the Colts to at least in the late 50s to two NFL championships. And his name was Lee Bubank. Love Lee Bubank. Went and, on to coach the Jets. And, yes, and he, he, coached, and, and he coached the Jets to the team that he used to be the head coach of the Baltimore Colts. Yep. When I was a kid, I saw Weeb Eubank at an Eagles uh, camp because he and Buddy Ryan were big buddies back in the uh, Buddy Ryan days when they trained at Westchester University when I was a kid, and uh, Weeb Eubank showed up there, no doubt about it. Yeah, but I'll tell you, Tony, his one loss record wasn't anything to write home about. Well, it's misleading. His one loss record was 130 
wins, 129 losses. Kind of like one game o- over 500. Kind of like uh, Johnny Majors and Bill. Thank you. Kind of like Johnny Majors. You know that that whole thing that keeps him out of the College Football Hall of Fame as a coach is disgraceful. It's disgusting, and I reject it. I'm with you, Tony. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, why? Because he, he was a rebuilder? Because he went back to Pittsburgh at last time? And you're going to ignore his body of work? National championship. was more exile than it was an opportunity. Right. Uh, all of his three other stops, he left them all much, much, much better than he found them. I mean, the guy won at uh, Iowa State. I mean, it was so – I'll tell you how good the guy was there. It took him – it took Iowa State about four decades to find another guy that could win there. Well, just four decades. Think about that. He's not in the Hall of Fame as a coach? Because you have some stupid criteria? They, like you made up on the back of a uh, on the back of a matchbook somewhere. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. Mike Hamilton made some kind of stupid rule for your name to be included in the Neyland Ringle Honor about how you could have made an hey, impact hey, at another hey, institution. You know what that was about? Come on now. Yeah, it's about appeasing the ites. There's a name, and then Ites comes after it. That's all that was about. That was political appeasement. So we continue after this. Appeasing the Ites. Ite? This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. 
She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. It's rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States. Fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply. Or at the gate, they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC, where we build people that move dirt. Again, the 19th Annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. If you're just joining the show, Bino has taken today's program, taken the opportunity to turn on me. So um, that's what you've missed. 865-200-5402. And the thing about me is I'm just not the type to whine about it. I just get kind of... Pearl Harbor, and that is what it is, you know. <laughs> so let's go back to the phones. And we're discussing Tennessee's schedule this year, particularly as it relates to which games do you put in which columns? 
And what we did is we oriented the columns as follows, and you can kind of answer this and play along. Coin flip games, winnable games but not a coin flip, the come on now games in terms of you're not winning those games. There's only one of those for me. There's none of those for these guys, but I have Georgia in that. Um, and then the really come on now games, which are the games you better not lose. You lose these games, and we are going to be on for nine hours skewering you. Those games are Vanderbilt. I don't even know if it's here or there, and I don't care. To uh, young Billy Derrick in the mid-state. South Carolina at Missouri. I'm with Bino. People want to put that South Carolina game in that uh, in that toss-up column. Let me tell you something about Josh Heupel. They're going to lay in wait for that game, and if, when they get up a five, uh, seven points on them, Bean Star, they're going to turn that thing into about 47 points if they can, and they will keep scoring. Because, you know, South Carolina goes off the schedule after this year. They will they will pummel them seven ways to Sunday if they get the opportunity. Josh got a little low-key red to it. I love that. When he got up there and said what he said about uh, Texas the other day, Tennessee's the only orange, Tennessee's the only UT. Goal! Go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in on the Monday edition. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? It's your brother Ewad here. Ewad, you're on a speakerphone. You're not going to be my brother for long if you get off, stay, get off that speakerphone. You and I are going to have a heat. I'm really not on a speakerphone, my friend. Huh? I promise you. I'm you not sound like you're calling from halfway across the world then, Ewad. Well, I'm sorry about that. Let me move into a different room. Where are you? I, well, I, I, you might be hanging out with Titans Bill. Where are you? I was you? just going to say, my Titans Bill phone might be in a, in a bad way. You sound so. like you're halfway across <laughs> the world. Where are you, man? Uh, I'm actually in Dalton, Georgia. Oh, nice. Yes, sir. Must have connectivity been, uh, issues there. Back in your old, uh, back in your old stomping grounds. Doing some... Uh, We've had renters in our old house, and oh. um, I'm doing some work on it. Did the renters take care of the house, or did they destroy it? Uh, I would say in the middle of that. That's kind of how it goes. Um, yeah. Uh, and then plus there's your regular wear and tear. We hadn't. Oh, yeah. We, you know how it is. We hadn't, we hadn't put a new roof on the place in uh, 10 or 12 years, and you know how fun that is for your pocketbook well as the uh, owner of an as the owner of an older house i will tell you which i like older houses they have character to them teach his own but uh if it's not one thing it's another so no that is definitely true definitely true well heck i i I was calling because i wanted to talk uniforms but uh, tell me about it talk to me here the ball stuff of the day um i'm gonna throw out at you one from one from the AFC. All right. I'm going to go old school. Absolutely always loved the St. Louis Cardinals uniforms. Because that, that red was gorgeous. I mean, it was a little bit of a darker He's red. I wouldn't so call it right. burgundy exactly. He's so right. 
you know, it, it, but it, yeah, it wasn't like that regular bright red that their baseball team has across town. But those were absolutely, you know, Jim Hart at quarterback uh, with those unis on. Terry Metcalf, those were gorgeous uniforms, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, for a long time they were they were my NFC team. I, I, I have this tendency of, of uh, picking teams to torture me as opposed to, uh, to celebrate. Yep. You know, I mean, just once I wish I could have fell in love with, say, you know, the Yankees or the Raiders or somebody like that, but instead I like the Cardinals, you know. <laughs> oh, I love your red legs this year, Ewad. I'll tell you that they are so fun to watch. Might they, be my they're, favorite they're team in college. They're, they're my favorite team in the National League, and hate tell Bino this. But the Orioles are my team in the American League. When they're neither one of those teams are on, I make a point to look at them. Well, you know, it's so funny because when they really started to hit their string was right about the time of the College Baseball World Series, and I thought to myself. I don't know because it's a major league town, and to be honest, DC and Xavier, their baseball teams are adequate, but they're 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 not they're not super teams. They're not typically making runs to a World Series. But what the Reds fans were very much falling in love with was a team that played a lot like a college baseball team. Yep. That youth and that energy. And they didn't. I know they didn't know it, but they they were watching a major league version of college baseball. That's why I love them. That Braves game with them yeah. that was like eleven to twelve, something like or eleven to ten, best game of the year so far for me. Most compelling baseball game. Bino, you you didn't sell for this earlier. You can rent Otani for the rest of the year, and you part with Jackson Holiday out of your farm system. That's what Jackson Holiday's there for. Go win your World Series if you're the Orioles this year. Go get that guy. You think that's all they would have to give for Otani? Well, I mean, give him a couple pieces out of your farm system. Who cares? They're going to rent him. The, the I, Angels want to get something for him. He's going to end up on somebody's roster this year, Bino. Well, I, I would think that that's the Angels' only choice, but uh, I, I think he's going to be awfully expensive. Well, how many how many prospects do you think, Bino, for for a couple months of a guy? I, I see. That's what I wouldn't do, Tony. I, I, I wouldn't sell my future for a couple of months. How about you, Ewad? The Reds are close. You add no Tony to what you have there. Um, I'll be honest with you, Tony. And that's honestly not not saying so much for Tony, but that's the discussion going on right now in Cincinnati is, is are you willing to mortgage your future? And frankly, I'm not, but I do understand the other point of view. I, I mean, I will trade deadline. If they can get somebody by picking up somebody's contract and paying, you know, paying cash essentially for that, for a rental, I'm fine with that. But I, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't not trade any of this young core because, they have all these guys, and in, in, let's be honest, in a small market, this is a really big deal. They've got these guys under contract control for the next, most of them for the next several years. You know, they say, oh, I, they say that Jackson Holiday is the stuff boy in that Oriole organization. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the I best stuff him. that the Reds have is already up now. I would deal him for Otani. Go win your championship. you got a window there. You would not deal him, Bino? 
That's surprising I think he's the best player in baseball and versatile. In baseball? He's the best player ever in baseball. <laughs> well, I'm not arguing, but you're right. You're right. I'm a, I'm I think they're underselling what he would cost, Tony. But being able to set to any way in the world you can send one prospect and get Otani. But you, but you just said yourself they're going to have to trade him. They're going to, and you're going to get the best young prospect in minor league baseball. That's what they're saying. This kid is Matt Holiday's kid. You're going to get more than that. Ewad, you're my boy. Hey, can I can I throw my AFC team out and I'll I'll let you go. Hit it. Miami Dolphins. Oh my uh, gosh, man! The old school dolphin uniform. Green uni. Oh, the cr- in, the, in oh. the helmet with the dolphin. Oh, and a dolphin in the swimming pool for God's sake! Oh. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. No, no, the those dolphin are... had personality, unlike this one they got. I'm telling you, that's you what can they've see done. His face, facial expression in the modern NFL, they've taken all the personality out of those uniforms. It's really strange. Thank you, E. That's a great one. The Dolphins are Derek Dooley noted. Basilio here for my friends at Zen Sports. And by the way, we are heading to a TLD Logistics overdrive, overtime. So hang right in there with us, and we'll kick it around. But the new sports betting app in Tennessee revolutionizing sports betting rewards. What if I told you you're wasting your time and money betting on any sports book It's not Zen Sports? Because you are. Zen Sports offers real cash rewards for those lucky enough to be in the state of Tennessee. That means no funny money, no points, no credits, none of that stuff. For a welcome bonus, you'll earn 5% cash back on every bet placed for your first 15 days. No limit on your bonus when you use the code TNTONY. And earn up to 3% cash back on your bets after that with the Zen Sports Loyalty Program. Make the switch today. Start betting on Zen Sports. Your wallet is going to thank you later. Gambling problem, 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet. Let me go back to the phones because I will bet you that Bino kind of low-key turned on me today. Bino's not taking this Georgia thing uh, sitting down. That's for darn sure. But he and I did agree that Johnny Majors not being in the Hall of Fame as a coach is really a joke. It's it's an abomination, actually. It, it is like what Brian said, that Ring of Honor thing Tennessee did. And I think one of the criteria they made for it, Bino, was you had to be a pro football Hall this is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people, and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.